Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 367. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Be courageous, take action, ignite. Are you looking for a streamlined platform designed specifically with entrepreneurs in mind? Entreport combines marketing, sales, and CRM into one easy-to-use system, the powerful technology you need without the anxiety. Go to entreport.com slash fire today. With support from leading professional athletes and medical practitioners, Onnit is on the cutting edge of the latest science and ingredient research. To learn more and get 10% off your supplement purchase, go to onnit.com slash fire, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Tara Moore. Tara, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, but I don't know about this prepared. I feel I'm already ignited. (laughs) I love it. Tara is the founder of the Playing Big Global Women's Leadership Program. An expert on women's leadership and well-being, Tara helps women play bigger in their work and in their lives. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Tara, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Well, I have a lifelong passion for entrepreneurship. I have always been the kind of person that isn't really interested in managing or running something once it's been created, but I love the creative process of coming up with something new and growing it and helping it find its home in the world. And I've also had um, a lifelong love of supporting women, helping their voices be more heard in the world, of being on stage, which now translates to the media work that I do, uh, and of writing. And so my business now combines all of those things. The focus is helping women stop playing small move past self-doubt and really contribute to the world in the ways that they most want to. And I do quite a bit of writing. That's kind of the pipeline for my business, how people find out about me and some TV and media. And then the core of my work um, from a product point of view is the Playing Big Women's Leadership Program, which is a virtual program, a six-month journey for women who want to play bigger. I love that, Tara. And we are going to dive way more into that specifically, your journey in general. But before we do any of that, here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we love starting off with a success quote. And you have an amazing one that's actually by a previous guest of ours, Marie Forleo. So take it away. Yeah, well, I've been really inspired by Marie. And one of the most powerful lessons I got from her was she encourages entrepreneurs to ask, if you were the best in your industry, what would you do? And it's a question that you can ask yourself, you know, in any small moment. If I was the best in my industry, how would I write this sales page? If I was the best in my industry, how would I approach this uh, product development process? And I find that every time I ask that question, it just helps me level up. It helps me stop playing small where I'm playing small. It helps me move with more confidence. I just think it's an incredibly powerful question to have as a guiding uh, presence in your business. So give us one example, Tara, how you have specifically used this mentality in your life. I write for very diverse mediums and 
sometimes that can feel intimidating. Like if I have something going into Harvard Business Review or a publication where mostly professors are writing, sometimes I will get into, uh oh, am I really enough of an expert on my topic? Um, do I know what I'm talking about? Am I going to get called out? All those kinds of little fears. And I find when I ask that question, okay, if I am holding in mind that I am one of the best in my industry, I can kind of calm down and remember that, hey, I have my perspective to share. It resonates with a lot of people. And I can show up in those venues just with a lot more ease and confidence and and give the best of what I have to give, therefore. I love that revelation. And for me, it really comes down to what Seth Godin talks so eloquently about, which is that imposter syndrome. We all have the imposter syndrome. Literally, President Obama wakes up every morning and he says to himself, what am I doing leading the most powerful country in the world? I mean, it's innate. It's part of humankind. That's what we do as humans. We question ourselves and we wonder like, why me? And and who am I to be leading this tribe? And it's so great to, number one, embrace that. That's just a natural thought, a natural feeling. And number two, just like Tara said, I mean, go forward with that and act as if. Have that mentality of you are the best in the industry and act that way. So Tara, just gold. Thank you for sharing that. And what I'd like to do now is kind of shift the interview a little bit and focus on your journey because you're our spotlighted guest today. And we want to hear about the entrepreneurial journey that you've been on thus far. And that journey, as we both know, has had many successes, and it's had some failures as well. So let's start there because we can learn so much from failure. Take us to a time when you did fail and share with us that story. Tell us that story and then share with us the lessons you learned from it. I think the most excruciating failure an entrepreneur can have is when you create a product with love and intention (laughs) and care and high hopes and you're so darn infatuated with it. You know, we all fall in love with our creative babies and then you put it out into the world and you hear crickets, silence, crickets, yeah. And you're like, did the email go out? Uh, (laughs) Is everyone on vacation this February? You know, whatever. Uh. It's so devastating. And I certainly had a few experiences like that early in my business because what happened for me, and I think this is now happening for more and more uh, web-based entrepreneurs, is I had built a following through my blog. Um, I was primarily doing a lot of writing and some one-on-one coaching, but uh, I wasn't yet selling any kind of products. And the question then arises, what do my people actually want to buy from me? I know they like these articles. I know my subscriber rate's growing, but of course, what people want to read, it, it's, a, it's a different question than what do they actually want to purchase from me? How do I need to put language around that and market that? What should the price point be? And so I had a few initial offerings where, you know, I used all my best assumptions about what topics seemed like they would be hot, um, what felt like a reasonable low barrier price point to start selling something, you know, all of that. And uh, I didn't hear total crickets, but close to crickets, very disappointing results. And 
I think often in life, I, I know for me, I don't change because I get inspired to change. I change out of pain and frustration with the old <laughs> way and what's going on. When it's comfortable, I mean, come on, right. we're comfortable. Exactly. So that was painful enough for me to be willing to, to go out of my comfort zone a little bit and take a hard look at things. And there were two different tactics that really turned the tide for me. Um, and they're, they're, they have quite different uh, kind of qualities and energies to them. One of them is um, very nuts and bolts. I had to learn the uh, idiosyncrasies of what helps something sell online. And I didn't know any of that stuff at the beginning. I didn't know, well, I should price something at $99 instead of $100. I didn't know I need to make the purchase now button really big, you know, all these little things that for me, those things seem so stupid and so commercial that I really wasn't willing to accept at first that, that they were going to make a difference. Like I didn't want to be the kind of person pricing something at $99. Why not just make it a hundred? Like 99 is sleazy. It was kind of my thinking. Right. So I had to make peace with certain aspects of how psychology and consumer behavior work and, and learn those things and start implementing them. Second, which was quite different, was really learning how to talk to my customers and be in a constant process of gathering customer feedback. So that meant initially sending out a survey monkey survey, asking questions, um, and not asking questions really about products, but asking questions about my customers' challenges and the pain points in their lives. Um, and then I also now, uh, all from that time and still through to now with my business, um, every quarter or so, I email a small portion of my list and I ask if people would be willing to talk to me for 10 minutes on the phone. And my assistant schedules a bunch of phone calls. And I just talk to people about who are you? Where are you? What do you do? <laughs> who is this, by the way? No. <laughs> yeah, why are you reading? Exactly. And I always learn so much. And I understand the nuances of my customer in a way I could never predict. So I'm just a huge believer in you cannot come up with a great product in your office. You can't. You can start. But it needs to be informed by real conversation with your customers. That is all pure gold. I'd like to get your feedback on this, Tara, because I've definitely heard other people recommend exactly what you're recommending because that is so critical to really reach out and find and talk to customers to find their pain points and to find their struggles. Have you found that it's enough to reach out and to survey them and then to really be able to talk to them and then create products and services based off of that? Or do you have to take it one step further? Some people say you really need to get that person to say, you know what, Tara, I will open my wallet up right now and take out money and pay for this. That's such a great question. Yeah. So my experience is that people do not know what they will take out their wallet right. for. So your customer is not actually a reliable source of information on what they will buy and what they won't. They are a lot reliable source of information on the challenges in their lives. Um, they probably know kind of why they're resonating with you in some vague way. So they can tell you about that stuff. And then, and I actually think it's good news that they don't know all of this because it's, that means it still leaves room for the entrepreneur to 
do this creative act of interpretation where after those 10 phone calls, you're going to say, okay, what is this leaving me with about a sense of what is going to click for these people? And then um, I, I will make a, you know, a guess about that. But one of my other big practices that has really helped me is I never launch anything to my full audience at one time. I always give myself room to be wrong without it going, without it ever going to be that devastating experience again of, of I'm hearing crickets. So for me, I would talk to those people. I would come up with my idea about, okay, this is the theme I'm hearing. This is what I think they want. And then I would um, send something to a hundred people on my list, not my whole list to gauge whether I'm on the right track. So I might if I, if I don't feel ready to put the product on sale and I don't want money for it, I might say, I'm going to do a free call on this topic. And I might just see from the sign-up level of that, okay, is this an indication that I'm on the right track or not? So I try and run little experiments like that so that by the time something is going on sale in a kind of launch way, I am not hoping and praying. I am on solid ground with the information I have about whether this is going to have traction or not. I love that, Tara. And before we do move on, just boil it down for Fire Nation because you shared so many golden nuggets there. What's one clear lesson in just one sentence that you learned from this entire experience, this entire topic that we're talking about right now? Don't expect yourself to get it right with a product if you just made it up in your by yourself. Boom. <laughs> That's it. Hey, not yeah. said. I mean, let's tie that up with a bow, put it under the Christmas tree and wait. So Tara, let's move into the other end of the spectrum because you told us a phenomenal story about a failure you had. The crickets, it's, it's embarrassing. It's failure. It's exactly what we're scared of. And we work behind closed doors and we want to come out to trumpets blaring and people praising you and nothing. But there's the other end of the spectrum, which is that aha moment, those light bulbs that come on when the clouds part, the sun shines and you say, yes, this is it. And it works. So tell us that story and take us through the steps you took after that moment to really turn it into a success. Yeah. Well, so very much picking up where we just left off, when I started surveying uh, my people, one of the questions I asked them was, what is the biggest challenge in your life? And I had a multiple choice list and my audience is mostly women. So I listed all these things that are really the typical challenges you hear being talked about in women's lives. So everyone can guess what these are. We all see them on women's magazine covers and talk shows. It's, oh, it's work family balance. And I don't have enough time and I don't know what I want or I don't have enough money to pursue what I want to pursue. I listed all those things, but I also listed an additional item that just said, I'm playing small. That was the challenge. And I added that because that's what I kept observing in my coaching practice. And even from the women, friends in my life and my own self, like I just kept seeing women struggling with that. And when the survey responses came back, I'm playing small was the number one challenge that people had indicated. Wow. More so than work family balance, more so than financial constraints. And that was so stunning to me because we don't hear that talked about a lot. 
but it also immediately clicked. Like, of course, tons of women are walking around with this sense that they're playing small. I think that's really where we are in our world. It's like in the past 30, 40 years, we've had all these new rights and opportunities for women, but the interchange that needs to happen for women to really claim those freedoms fully, I don't think has happened yet. So that really gave me a a sense of excitement about focusing my work there more explicitly because I was also passionate about that issue, which that's an important point because you you can't just take your customer feedback and then execute on it if it doesn't match with your passions and your strengths. But for me, it was like a relief. It was like, oh, good. That's what I want (laughs) to be working on with people anyway, you know? So Tara, you get this feedback. Let's really drill down some specifics, some actual items that you did that Fire Nation can really soak in. Right. Well, so that, I mean, then I took the name of my next product directly out of that, right? I'm playing small with the challenge people had identified. I created something called Playing Big. Um, And then I took the content that had been most powerful for my coaching clients and structured it into a course and did the kind of testing that I was just talking about, bringing it to a small segment of my list first. And then when I could see, you know, that it really had traction, um, launched the first version of that program, which from the first round brought in over $100,000 in revenue and then just has continued to really grow from there. And that's another important lesson is that when something clicks, you'll really know it. And I think too many entrepreneurs hang out with things that are... Um, uh, not thrilling their customers. They're just getting a medium level of traction and they try and work those things into something more. But the truth is when something really makes your customers jump up and down, you know it right away. So let's really drill down into your recipe for success. What kind of product specifically did you create? Did you make it an interactive product where you were still a part of it, where you were giving webinars and there was interactive modules? Just kind of describe what it looks like. And then let's start getting into a little bit of your launch strategy. Yeah. So the product itself, I knew from the beginning I wanted it to be six months long, which is not something anyone would ever advise. It's that's unpopular. (laughs) But for me, I felt like I knew I wanted the women to come out of this program actually different, behaving differently in their lives than they did when they started. And I knew that needed that truly that kind of change takes time. So it's one module every two weeks for the six months. So there's 12 modules. And, uh, Each module includes a live call with me, so I am still involved, 90 minutes. It's almost like being in a workshop on the phone. It's interactive. People are doing writing exercises. Sometimes we do partner work on the phone because I can break people out into partners. And then there's written material and worksheets and sometimes some supplementary audio, video, et cetera, for each module. So there's a live call and a set of materials. And then there's an online discussion group so people can connect with each other. And then there's also an opportunity because now there's hundreds of people in the program each session. There's also an opportunity if people want to be in small groups with each other, uh, they can organize into those small groups that meet on their own time. And I've created agendas for all those small group meetings 
So it's like a little breakout group if you want to go deeper with the material, but you have a guide for what to do during those meetings. Tar, did you create all 12 modules before you launched the product? I didn't. Nope. I felt like, I think, first of all, one of the things I coach brilliant, talented women around is our addiction to over-preparing. Right. So, which I just think is an epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> with, uh, with, I don't know about with everyone, but certainly with um, like high potential women, it's an epidemic problem. And I didn't want to be a victim of that myself. I'm very committed to not being in that pattern myself. And I also felt that I needed to move with the group during the first course and see how things were landing and see how much material felt like too much. So um, I knew I wasn't wandering around in the dark. I knew what fundamentally we would be covering because I had uh, been using all that same content and tools in my coaching practice. So I wasn't making it up as we went along, but I was writing it as we went along the first time. And I think that works great, again, about being in touch with your customers. To me, that has more, it has more integrity to do it that way than to go into a cave and do it in a vacuum and then hope that it connects with people. And you've proven in the past that that doesn't work. So you learn from that. And I think that that phrase that you used, move with the group, is so powerful because so many people think this is ominous. They're like, oh my God, I have to create six months worth of a course before I launch it. And then you're going to be in the dark doing it. You're going to launch it. And then you're going to get feedback and it's going to make months four through six totally wrong. And so Tara just got out there. She launched it. She worked in the group with the group and she got some incredible feedback along the way and grew with them. She moved with the group. And Tara, share with Fire Nation one thing that just really surprised you post-launch that you didn't really expect prior. That too much material is a huge disservice to your students. Unlike college or graduate school, I think when adults are taking classes for their personal or professional enrichment, they do not want hundreds of pages of reading. They want something very distilled, highly practical, highly experiential. So for me, coming out of traditional college and graduate school environments where every class I had ever taken had a thousand pages of reading, that was a big conceptual shift. Love that shift. And I've had the exact same experience, Tara, with Fire Nation Elite, which is the membership mastermind that I run on a recurring monthly basis here for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, is that when I was first thinking about creating this mastermind, I had so much material that I wanted to include, and then it became very daunting and scary for me, so I delayed. But then finally, I got some words of wisdom from many mentors who said, less is more. That mastermind is going to grow on its own. So I just launched, quickly got to the cap of 100 people where we sit right now. It's a phenomenal mastermind that continues to grow and evolve as a mastermind with the people within. So it's great for the listeners. You don't need to have a finished product. You don't need to have everything perfect before you launch. In fact, you're doing yourself a disservice if you do. And what I'd like you to do right now, Tara, just take one or two minutes and share with Fire Nation one thing that's just really exciting you right now. Well, I just signed a huge book deal. So that's super exciting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we're going to be doing a, we really meaning me, but me and I I now (laughs) feel like there's a team with an editor and a literary agent and all of that, but a book, it'll be called Playing Big. It's, it's very much based on the Playing Big program and Penguin is going to be publishing it and 
the international rights are also very quickly being bought up. So Random House is going to be publishing it in the UK and it'll come out internationally um, in early 2015. So that feels super exciting. Wow, that rightfully so should feel and is super exciting. And I know it's something that Entrepreneur Fire listeners are going to want to gobble up by the thousands. I can only imagine what a full book of Tara Moore would be. And we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. You've probably heard a lot of people talking about finding the right balance between mind, body, and spirit. I'm an especially strong believer in the importance that taking care of your body has in this equation. That's why I started using Onnit's supplements, foods, and fitness products. All of Onnit's products are designed with one goal in mind, total human optimization. In addition to great products like Alpha Brain, the one-stop powerhouse for helping the body boost neurotransmitter levels and bring the mind to the top of its game. Onnit has unique formulas for mood, athletic performance, immune health, testosterone, and bone and joint health. I speak from personal experience when I say Onnit makes it easy for you by combining everything all together. Their science is airtight, and it's a really simple and unique approach to help people like you and me achieve total optimization of the human machine. Get 10% off your supplement purchase by going to onnit.com slash fire. O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. Have you been searching far and wide for that integrated platform that will help you manage all aspects of your business in just one place? It almost sounds too good to be true, but thanks to Entreport, you're in luck. Entreport is an all-in-one small business management platform that integrates all the software an entrepreneur such as yourself needs to start. Systemize and scale your business. They make it easy to set up and automate your business. And when coupled with Entreport's expert implementation, done-for-you services, and award-winning customer support, you've got the power to focus on building your business. So stop managing different areas of your business from multiple platforms. Entreport integrates things like your shopping cart, your CRM, your website, and your email marketing tools all in one powerful solution. The result? Dane Maxwell, co-founder of the foundation, has seen a 500% increase in revenue, an 80% increase in new customers, and a 10% increase in customer retention. Go to entreport.com slash fire to learn more today. Tara, this is actually a perfect segue to my favorite part of the interview, which is the lightning round, because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you can okay. back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? This is like as close as I'm going to get to that thing at the end of Inside the Actor's Studio. Huh? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> okay, got this it. This is it, girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear of coming across as cheesy or sappy. What is the best advice you've ever received? Not eating any sugar. Not eating any sugar. And I thought that you were going to say what you just finished doing before this interview, which was yoga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote, Tara, that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I love something called Ohm Writer, O-M-M. And it's like a peaceful little sanctuary for word processing. Love it. In Fire Nation, you find the links to this resource and everything that we're talking about today at eofire.com slash Tara Moore. That's M-O-H-R. Tara, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? 
Well, one of my all-time favorites is A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. Why do you love that book? The fundamental paradigm she talks about, about always, that we are always either coming from a place of love or fear, and that those two states really can't coexist within us. So we can't be connected to love when we're in fear and when we're in love, we're, we're, when we're in a place of love, we're naturally dissolving our fears. And that our job uh, as evolving human beings is to keep noticing when am I coming from a place of fear and to just shift right back into coming from a place of love. To me, that is the spiritual life right there. Love that. And Fire Nation, you love audio. So if you want a free audio version of this book, go to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible for Fire Nation listeners. Oh, cool. And Tara, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter, taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I think I would start a crowdfunding campaign. I'd spend the 500 to do a really awesome, creative, engaging crowdfunding campaign to build something much larger than a $500 entity to help women change the world. Boom. Well, Tara, I have really enjoyed hearing your journey and how you really are helping women change the world. It's incredibly powerful. And what I would love for you to do is just to give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, my parting piece of guidance, I would go back to, John, what you were saying early in the call about the imposter syndrome. And I often call that the inner critic. And I don't think there's anything more valuable that an entrepreneur can do than recognize that your inner critic is irrational, overreactive, and what it's saying has nothing to do with reality, and to start hearing its voice but not taking direction from it. So that would be my parting piece of guidance. And people can find me at taramore.com. T-A-R-A-M-O-H-R. And I welcome people to come over and grab. You can get the 10 Rules for Brilliant Women workbook is free download on the site and lots of other great stuff. Well, Tara, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we talked about today, the resources, the books, your contact information, eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab. You are hanging out in the archives. We also have an amazing search bar. Just type in T-A-R-A and Tara Shonos page will pop right up. Tara, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks. I'm on a mission to inspire millions through sharing the journeys of today's most successful entrepreneurs. And every time I hear that I've helped inspire you, I'm motivated to work 10 times harder. 
Shopify's mission is to make e-commerce better, easier, and more accessible for all businesses, both large and small. And right now, you can get a free 14-day trial and 20% off for life when you go to shopify.com slash fire. That's shopify.com slash fire. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 